What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hill, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. And gentlemen, we are continuing our Division Dive series. This week, we will look into the AFC East. We wrapped up uh, last week's show talking about the NFC North, and so we're switching back over to the American Football Conference this week, which we know consists of Dolphins, Bills, Patriots, and Jets. So if you're a fan of one of those four teams, this is the episode for you. Um, I always, I don't have a dog in this race, in this division, but for whatever reason, I always enjoy talking about this division. Fun division. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree. They're calling wagons. I mean, you know, it's, it's the division as a whole has had it, has it had really good success in the NFL more so recently than others, but, um, you know, seeing the downfall of the Patriots and the rise of the bills and the mediocrity of Miami and the jets being the jets, (laughs) um, you know, it's true. It's, it's, uh, there's some familiarity there, but there's also some of the, some changes happening. Yeah. Changes of the guard going on right now, which we'll, we'll certainly get into. So, yeah, Tonight, we start off as we do each and every night with our uh, our drink of the night, sponsored by our buddies at String Sports Brewery. They just celebrated their two-year anniversary, so if you haven't gone over to Historic Springfield to check them out, uh, it's definitely the thing to do. So uh, congrats to them for two years. So I've got myself a, um, a Miller Lite on hand here tonight, and then I also have myself a... Um, a glass of Jack Daniels, so I've got a little bit of both going. Both going. I'll say it. I'll say it after my drink. No, known as a boiler maker, but you know, pouring the whiskey into the beer. Knowledge of boiler maker. What do I, What are we having, folks? As we uh, as we get into tonight's show. Um, you know, I was gonna go a little crazy and have some some fun with it tonight. Uh, stomach's not really feeling it though, so I'm just drinking some uh, not your father's root beer. There you go. Not bad. Six percent. There you go. And and probably tastes delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I've never tried it. Me too. What do you got there, Matt? Got a little. Uh, did you bring back anything from Arizona? I did not. Uh, oh. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to go to this. Really, I was doing more sightseeing. Like, did you go to the distillery or any breweries? We went to a bunch of different breweries. So, there you go. Um, some really cool ones, and like uh, outside of like the downtown area of Phoenix, um, which is pretty cool. And um, I have got a little of my bullet with a little ginger today. So I did a little bourbon ginger, whiskey ginger, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. Oh, there you go. I guess we all need to do a quick little uh, remote. Here's here. Uh, uh, yeah. Big news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty. Pop the question. Got a yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome day. Awesome experience. Awesome news. So pretty stoked about it. And um, yeah. So now we get Cheers, to... Cheers brother. Cheers. Yeah, appreciate Definitely. it. Cheers. Cheers to you. I can't believe she said yes to being stuck with you forever. Yeah. And having to deal with, you know, football forever. But God bless you know, her heart. She likes Damn. it. She's Giants fan. She's Jags fan. She's football fan. So we're we're good to go. That's right. 
So, speaking of being football and football fans, obviously the three of us knuckleheads are diehard football fans, and anybody who listens to this show is either a stooge or a diehard. But either way, we're going to get into the AFC East as part of our Division Dive series. And uh, we'll start with the team down in Matt's neck of the woods, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, They were a 10-win team last year. They were a combination of Fitzmagic and Tua. Uh, Flores has got that team in the right direction in terms of uh, coaching and scheme. They've had some some roster shakeups. Uh, they obviously brought in a, a playmaker in Jalen Waddle in, in terms of their first round draft pick. So, if you're a Dolphin fan, um, you know what is what are the uh, what are the expectations going into year two of Tua? Well, it's going to be what is the new offense going to? And how is that going to open up? You know, as we heard, stifled last uh, year when Tua was in. I don't think he did much to prove not any otherwise. But, but I think it's a big year. It's just going to be a big year for Tua. He's going to have to prove that he's an NFL quarterback with arm strength and vision. Yeah, and, and, I mean, he'll be tested right out of the gate, too, on the road against the Patriots. Always a fun little opener of the season. Yeah, they get, they, get, uh, they get New England and Buffalo right out of the gate first two weeks. So, you know, 425, let's call it pre-prime time. Yeah, pre-prime time. That's it. I mean, so the, the there's obviously some unknown still with the offense, but I mean, if you look at if you look at the team, they they played they play good defense. Yeah, they they brought in some some playmakers to hopefully, you know, help to a evolve and and develop but i mean are the expectations that this team is you know battling for a playoff spot i mean they were right in the thick of it last year it's it's a no for me bob (laughs) no that shouldn't be the expectations are they are they uh you know, a floor ceiling team of you know eight nine ceiling four five floor I think yes, but I think there is a slight possibility just depending on if momentum can – if they can gain somewhere in their schedule because they've got such a late bye week. Um, yeah, week 14 might be the latest one you can get, I think. That's ridiculous. I actually feel bad. 13, gotta play 13 straight games they got to play. It's not even like they're getting any relief on this, man. I mean uh, – they they open the season against the Patriots, which uh, I'm I'm not sold on the Patriots this year, despite them taking Mac Jones. I, I'm just not sold. I don't I don't no, think. No, but that's still together. not an easy game. Um, but no division game won't be easy. Then they go division game again with the Bills. They're going to get absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> then they got the Raiders, which should be a gimme game, but for the Raiders, it's a must win. That is um, true. And then and then they're starting. They, then they've got the Colts. Then they've got the Bucks. Then Jags is kind of like an easy, soft game for them. We'll see what that's happens. The well, that's game. the London game. Falcons will be interesting to see. But then they got the Bills again. Well, and that's then they're going to win against the Texans. But then, again, it gets tough. Ravens, division game, Panthers. They're not beating the Giants. I don't give a shit what anybody says. <laughs> they they don't have an easy schedule at all. I, no. I, I think they played better than they should have last year because now they're going to get tested for real, and they're not going to pass not easy, but you got to remember the one thing to keep in mind, I think, is like, you know, you've got the London game. They've done it before. Same as the Jags. They're like the two favorite teams out there for some weird reason. Um, and 
other than that, the time slots don't hurt them. And that's where we've seen a lot of teams have these awkward, funky time slots in terms of days they play. It's the one thing the Dolphins have going for them is they got a lot of one o'clock games. Yeah, a lot of one o'clockers. And when they're where their prime time games are, aren't, you know, really. Um, I mean, so Houston, Baltimore, New York, the Baltimore is a Thursday night. I mean, that's not that rough. And I mean, it's home, home at New York. That's not that bad. I just think yeah. the meat grinder of 13 straight games is going to. tough thing. But think about it. So that means you got four games to end the season. If they can somehow get a win, division um, win, New York. And I think New Orleans is going to suck. So we already knew that. So, I mean, there's a possibility. That get... Monday night game might be flexed depending on how these teams look. Could be. And you got to think, that could be two wins. So, I mean, there's a possibility they could end up needing a... Again, it... I'm being very generous, but I think they have a potential to be a playoff team. It's, there's potential. They have the talent to do it. Yeah. If you're a Dolphins fan, what's your – you know, looking at the roster, what's your biggest concern going into training camp in a month? I would say linebacker. Well, now, so they they who they just uh, inked Jerome Baker at linebacker to an extension, but, that, good, but that's about that's about it. I mean, Jalen Phillips, but he's a rookie. Which he's going to be yet. Yeah, that's true. They're front. He, he's a good addition. They're front seven. Like underratedly good. Or just underratedly, nobody knows, and that's the reason because they have just not a lot of names. Yeah, still a revolving door at running back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's my area of concern. I mean, Gaskins good though. Gaskins is pretty good. Okay, but that's your most successful I, running back on your roster is Miles Gaskin. I mean, I agree. He's not exactly you know. You're you're worried about the linebacker position. They had the number six ranked defense, and they they're holding that position but, going into this year. Well, they also are down a linebacker. I, I mean, I get they're down a linebacker, but that's not going to change their defense from six to like twenty. Could their Very one well. game is is bottom bottom five? Like they they need Good. to figure out that piece. I mean, God, we just we talked Good. about it today. Darius Geis just got passed on all of his charges. He might be someone to look at. You never know. Yeah, I mean, Eric Fuller too. So I don't know if they're going to want to bring in another guy that's had some issues. I mean, I get that, but it's also the Miami Dolphins. They've been known to do this. True. Um, I see. I don't see. I don't know. I think Flores runs a tighter ship. Um, I mean, I would say running back and linebacker are their biggest concerns, in my opinion. Their line Other is than that, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get improvement out of Tua, right? There's gotta be progress. Yeah, gotta, gotta progress in year two, and and everything I'm hearing out of camp is not great right now. Yeah. Not been great. I mean, he does have. Now, here's the thing: Does Jacoby Brissett end up getting some play? Well, I think if that's the case, the Dolphins are in a lot of trouble. Yeah, if if Jacoby Brissett has to come in at any point in this season, they're done. Mm. That that means that means everything they everything they put forth to get Tua was now wasted because he's not a franchise quarterback. Trigger on Tua, you think? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it it really depends on on. On how bad if it, if he does play bad, how bad? I mean, I think it's if he's if he's having a miserable season and they get up to their second Buffalo game and they're just dead in the water. Expect I would expect Brissett to run out through you know half the season. I'm just I'm just saying, man. What I, I'm not saying he was he got a great you know a, a great support staff behind him last year, 
But for them to non to 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 commit and then be non-committal to him. Well, that's the whole thing, though, dude. Is I think they're doing it because they just want to make sure that he's got. Yeah, there was certainly a roller coaster last year. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, to me, that screams that he's not a franchise quarterback. Them going and getting Jacoby Brissett as a reinforcement behind him means that they're going to get somebody with experience. No, in that, the event that he's not the guy. I I think sometimes it's just. One thing you do that are smart and get a veteran like that in your quarterback room, you're going to start him. But it means you've got somebody who can at least provide uh, some kind of guidance to your young quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, Brissett's been around the block, you know, been there, done that. He's been in New England. He's been in Indies. He's been on good winning franchises. And so, you know, quite frankly, I would argue that Brissett has been on better teams than Fitzmagic. So now you've got a guy that's probably got a skill set that's not that far off, to be honest. I mean, the only bad team Brissett was on was that really bad Colts team. That, yeah. you know. But, you know, I, I think we all are probably in some form of agreement that the, the team has good bones, of, uh, you know, in terms of where they've got their, their depth, and it's going to come down to the progression of Tua, you know, that's going to either sink or swim them for this season. There's definitely talent. It's just a matter of certain guys the you know. Like, I think Waddle is a, is going to be a good addition for their offense. Yeah, I know rookie wide receivers. You know, they're not. But you not know, always the biggest thing. I'm not saying he's going to be Jefferson, but help with that. And I mean, you know, you'll have Wolf Fuller eventually back. I mean, it does get a little weak after that. Gusecki's proven he's a, honestly a pretty damn good tight end. I, yeah, is pretty legit. I mean, I like him. I Preston Williams at, at wide receiver is not bad. Obviously, Devontae Parker. I mean, they there's not going to be an excuse of lack of skill besides you know the run the backfield and the running game. But in terms of pass catchers, and who knows, maybe Alan Hearns finally decides to play football. Yeah. So I mean, Tua will have the the tools necessary to throw the ball around like he did at Alabama. So I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot on him in my opinion. So what it is. I mean, you know, again like I did say the defense should hopefully should realistically be able to maintain pretty top, you know, Bill as a defense. Um you're gonna have some interesting looks with Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins. Um Wilkins is pretty athletic and then you know, we don't know what Phillips is going to be. So that could be, he could very well be that wild card that keeps that defense where it needs to be and could become a big player. I don't know. Could be a defensive rookie of the year candidate for sure. Uh, he's possible. I don't think he's going to steal it from our boy, but that's okay. Yeah, it's true. So what's uh, what's our final uh, what's our final decision though on floor and ceiling with this team? I'd say floor five, ceiling ten. Okay, so terrible season, five wins. Best season, best case scenario, ten, which could potentially put them in playoff. Potentially, I, I wouldn't give what them. Got, I, I wouldn't give them more than eight wins, man. Okay. You got you got ceiling at eight and floor down at what? I'd say five. Five. Okay. They've got they've got they've got some weak games, man. I mean, they got the Raiders, which is it should be a win. They got the Falcons, should be a win. Texans should be a win. Split with the Jets. Saints are going to be terrible, but outside of that. Maybe the Panthers. But I just got them to play football, and that's the only thing I'm gonna say. He got them to play good, tough football. So yeah, the defense a- plays well. I mean, we know that the defense plays well. I'm not sold on Tua. I'm not even sold on this team if Deshaun Watson lands there. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
All right, so let's uh, let's shuffle over then to uh, an arch nemesis. We'll look at Gangrene, the New York Jets. So Ooh. they obviously took Zach Wilson. That's their that's their QB, uh, you know, overall pick. So he'll be coming in to to lead them in their new regime here. Um, if you're if you're a Jets fan, you're obviously you know hopeful, <laughs> optimistic. You're a sucker, that's what you are. Well, maybe, but you're, you you got to be hopeful that he can turn out to be a, a legitimate starting quarterback in the league. I mean, let's face it, the realistic expectations from this team is that they just need to build and develop young talent on their team because they're still depleted. Uh, yeah, they're still depleted. They're still a few seasons away from, I think, making any kind of a, a stretch towards, you know, a playoff team. You know, th- this team has got themselves a manageable situation. They get their they get their rematch with uh, Sam Darnold right away week one. Um, they host the Patriots week two. They got a, a decent bye week in week six, and then there'll be a stretch after that. But it's not the it's not the most brutal of schedules that we've seen. So, you know, it it, it lends itself to there being some wins. I don't think they're going to be a, a two win football team. Like they were last year. Um, Hate to admit that I agree. (laughs) So we'll we'll see. But I mean, if you're if you're a a Jets fan, you know what's the what's the realistic expectation for this season? Five six wins. Five five six as the ceiling. Yeah, there's a lot of wild card like young guys on this team or guys that are trying to prove, especially like the receiving core. So it's possible that I think. You know, you never know what can happen. Fresh life in terms of your quarterback. Uh, the wild card is their new head coach. And that, it's not a single player on that team this season. I don't care what anybody says because they they went out and got talent. They they're, they're, they they finally they're, did get talent. I have to yeah, say. I, I mean, they got Mar- – they, they tagged Marcus May. They went out yep. and got LaMarcus Joyner. They got freaking Corey Davis and Tevin Coleman. He's okay. nothing to write home about. But Keelan Cole, freaking Elijah Moore was a steal in the draft for them. Yeah. They yeah, they right. added enough pieces. I don't think talent is going to be the issue, but they've got a lot of tough matchups this season, and they are a very yeah. And we new haven't team. seen them on the field yet. Yeah. With, so with their coach. So, so the wild card is freaking Robert Saleh. This this team is realistically a, a five six win team, but Robert Saleh is is the wild card. He could easily turn this team into an eight nine win team if he, he just gets them going gets right. The Jets to play the way he used to get the Niners. D to exactly, play. he's the wild card for me. Screw, screw defensive thing. MVP. Robert Saleh is the MVP if he can pull off a winning season for this I'm team. A, I'm a little skeptical of him. Do that immediately, um, but like we, I mean, it's. The problem is, is it's like we were just saying. I mean, other than Tev, no, they're running a team with a very weak running game. So, it's yeah, interesting because. Well, the, they brought in the that the rookie uh, Michael Carter from North Carolina. I know he's not Javante Williams, but I think he's a decent back to add. He's a good back. Yeah, he's a good back. I liked him last sure. year. Yeah. I don't know if this. I don't know if that was the best landing spot for him to really show off because I think he needed a little bit more established running game, but. Never know. You know, we've seen these rookies come in out of nowhere. Um, I mean, their line is getting better, so there's possibility that it could be a decent running back. Yeah. Um, 
I think the offensive line is going to be is going to be pretty deep. They're, they got a good young core That's they're going with. Sure. The, the, good, the good thing about this for them is they've got okay they got a game in London which is it's yep. right before their bye week so they can kind of relax and, and readjust so it's early in the season for them which sucks but they've only got one primetime game and it's also early in the season so they're not going to have a lot of spotlight on them other than New York media really well, distracting from what they're trying spotlight. to build it doesn't matter if they're playing primetime or not I mean all over the Jets because you got. I mean, I I get Norman that. But I'm just saying it's like we said. It's like we said a couple weeks ago. New York Jets don't get near the coverage that the New York Giants get, even when they have a losing season four years in a row. So, to me, they're they're set up to be that team that just kind of like pops out of nowhere and is like, oh hey, we got seven eight wins. We might make the playoff wild card. Like they they could be that team. I think- but realistically. Their, their ceiling is six games. Yeah, I mean, uh, with, the, I with the rookie time. quarterback, you know, you can't you can't expect there to be a, a monumental turnaround from a two-win team a year ago. They're not that different. Yeah, no, that, yeah, they're not going to be crazy good or anything like that. They're just, they're just the team that I have my eye on to, like, kind of shock some people. Well, if you're a Jets fan, though, you've got training camp in a month. What's the biggest, what's the biggest concern on your roster? I mean – you know, I don't, I don't think that there's a ton that you're confident about in the backfield. You know, running back. I know we mentioned that with the Dolphins. It's a similar situation with the Jets. Tevin Coleman's, you know, injury prone. You got some young, unproven guys. Obviously, I mean, so that that could be that could be something to help take the pressure off of Wilson. And then, you know, on defense, you know, I mean, you got. Quit- I think the front, I think the front seven is going to be okay if C.J. Mosley stays into the middle linebacker spot and plays like he used to in Baltimore. That's a big piece. The problem is, I have zero, zero faith really there. I know they got, I know Marcus May, I know we know, and Lamarcus Trump, but I, I really not intimidated at all about. Trump. I got Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins. CJ Mosley throwing against them. I, I think they're secondary. Like run. Said, I think it, I think the cornerback position. Yeah, they don't have anybody there. Awful. I, I mean, dude, for Christ's sake, they're Corey second- Ballantyne is their <laughs> yeah, their backup Ooh. cornerback is Corey Ballantyne. Like that's not a good sign. No, no. I, <laughs> I am. I 100 agree. Hunter and Marcus May together isn't exactly that. Uh, you know, big of a real threat. But yeah, the, the secondary <laughs> might be. Might be uh, susceptible. I mean, shoot, we saw what the we saw what the Raiders did last year too. I'm on a walk off on the last play, and Lord knows, you know, you got teams in this division that are going to be throwing the. I mean, Buffalo's going to throw it. The Jets are going to throw it twice a year. Alan, yeah. have some fun. Yeah, so I mean that that's definitely a concern. I mean, like I said, they got the the hope is in the young quarterback. I mean, so they're definitely the weakest team in the division. Yeah, there's there's uh, no question. I mean, they were picking second for a reason, you know. So I mean, but they got a good line, man. I'll give it to them. They got a better freaking offensive line than we do. No, <laughs> dude, they got Makai back then. They went and got Elijah Vera Tucker. Connor McGovern's proven to be a really McGovern's good. McGovern's a good player. Yeah. George Fant's a really good right tackle, and then their their weakest position on the line is freaking Greg Van Ryan at freaking right guard. Like, let's yeah. be serious. Yeah, no, it, it's it's probably, probably they got one question mark. We've got three. Yeah, I mean, well, 
We'll, I'm gonna, we'll see. I, I think it's the strength of their team, at least part of the strength. The left side is good. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bear Tucker's, you know, he's a rookie, but I think, know that, I think he's going to turn out to be a good pro. Yep. So we'll he's see. I mean, this, this team, though, obviously up will we'll rise or fall with, you know, how Wilson develops as a quarterback. And if he's the right guy, then great. And if it's another Darnold situation, then this team's going to be picking a quarterback in three years again. Yeah. So what, what do we think, you know, floor ceiling, what's, what's realistic floor, realistic ceiling? What are our thoughts? Ah, ceiling for me is six, man. Floor, probably four. All right. So they're, they'll, they'll pretty, improve, their floor they'll improve off of last year, but not much. Yeah, so yeah. their floor and ceiling for you, Alex, is pretty pretty level. Matter yeah. of matter of a game or two. I kind of agree, and I do think the one thing I will say positively is I don't think that would necessarily be a bad thing. Because I think you'll see a competitive team. It's just I don't think they're going to be competitive enough to get all the wins. But I think they've set themselves up to at least start building finally. Oh, they're yeah. they're getting absolutely destroyed the last four games of the season. So. It, <laughs> Their their only reprieve is probably the is probably the Jags game. To be honest with you, they got division Dolphins, Bucks, and Jets. Like they're screwed. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm in the thought process that this team is probably probably a five win team. So I mean, I would say floor is floor is three. Like the worst case scenario is they only win one more game than they did last year. I'd say best case scenario is. Wilson is, you know, rookie of the year in the AFC, and they win seven. But I, I think they're going to be closer to the the five five win range. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, as a Jet fan, they're probably thinking, just show us some progress and get us excited about our quarterback. <laughs> That's really all they should be asking for. Yeah, I'm with you there. Now, the team that used to reign supreme in this division, New England Patriots, they're bringing themselves in a rookie quarterback to uh, compete with Cam and um, you know, Patriots last year, kind of a, I guess an off year by their standards. They were really, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. They were kind of a one dimensional offense where all they could do was throw the ball. They may have or run the ball. They may have well been running the wishbone. So it, it'll probably be a different look this year. I mean, who knows? Belichick is the ultimate uh, uh, scheme master. But if you're if you're a Patriot fan, uh, you know obviously you're you're spoiled rotten, and your expectations is always Super Bowl. But what's the realistic expectation for a Patriot fan this year? Probably eight wins. Yeah, I mean that's probably the expectation. I mean, uh, I don't really know that Do they expect to see mac jones as their starter at some point yes well, i don't know i mean based on camp i mean cam looks like ass and so does mac jones so I mean, they both look like ass but cam's got an expendable contract mac jones doesn't oh i know it's uh i mean i'm sure they're gonna run the ball well again well, they're gonna they're gonna have to well no, know, damian harris sony michelle and james white are not really running cam the ball Newton? And how much is it is just the revolving door at running back? Yeah, but you got to remember, they seem to run the ball just well enough. Can't forget about it. So that's yeah. Yeah, I mean the running the running backfield is you know how it goes in New England. You it's you never know which guy is going to be the guy that game. I, yeah, I mean they 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 employ a 
they employ what the Giants are trying to employ with their roster, and everybody's going to play where where it fits the game. Uh, yeah, except I don't think they have the talent that they think they do. No, I I mean their their best wide receivers are Nelson Aguilar and Nikhil Harry, who really couldn't friggin' get on the field last yeah, year. They- this is going to be a two tight end offense with Hunter yeah. Henry and John. You'll see, Smith. yeah, you'll see Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry on on pretty much every friggin' play, which is wrong. I like Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry is uh, proven that he's pretty damn good, but he's also now, Hunter Henry's yeah, he's great, but he's not going to transform. Three prone. I mean, ask Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, year. I mean, you got your concerns there. One really. This is this is their concerns. Sony Michelle, James White. Injury prone. Nelson Aguilar, injury prone. Nikhil Henry, Henry, injury prone. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, injury prone. Cam Newton, injury prone. Yeah. And it's a shame, too, because their offensive line may be one of the best in the league. Right. And that's that's the sad thing is they've got a great offensive line and just Even with injury prone Joe talent Thune, everywhere. It's still one of the best O-lines. Yeah, it's definitely still up there for sure. It's hard to uh... – it's definitely hard to sit there and try to pick that, uh, you know, pick apart and try to make an argument that it's not. Yeah. That'll be the- they've got they got an easy season, man. They open up against home at the Dolphins, and they play the Jets, then they play the Saints. Their tough game is Week Four against the Patriots, but then they got a reprieve with the Texans. You mean that that Bucks, Bucks Patriots game on Sunday Night Football? That- all of America is going to be watching that. Oh well, yeah, but I mean they're going to end up being four and one. Going into friggin' week six, it's yeah. I mean, they, they but be, then they'll probably be the favorites. Right, I promise you, they'll they'll they will be four and one going into week six at home against the Cowboys. Fantastic! I'm telling you right now, though, just because you're going to go four and one doesn't mean you're going to be a good team. Because quite frankly, they're they're as you're saying it is. They've got that late week fifteen buy again. Yeah, there's no way they're gonna they're gonna be a team that's gonna hurt because they've got a stretch that they've got easy in the beginning and it's going to get harder as it goes towards the bye week. And yeah, I mean, again, not really. They, they got, how is it not? You got Dallas who unfortunately always is good enough to just, I understand that. But listen, week one, Dolphin, week two, Jets, week three, Saints, week four, Bucks. That will be their tough game. Week five, Texans, week six, Cowboys. That will be a tough game. Week seven, Patriots or freaking Jets. When week eight, Chargers, that will be a tough game. Week nine, Panthers, that will be a win. And I guarantee, dude, that's going to be a tougher game. You think a tougher game? Atlanta, yeah, I get that, but it's not like they're hitting back to back to back to back tough ass opponents. They're getting a break in between. Yeah, what their stretch is? Their stretch that I think is going di- to dictate their season is starts in week twelve with Tennessee, then Buffalo, then bye, then Indy, and then back, and then Buffalo again. That will be their tough stretch. And then that's three. That's three playoff teams, four straight games. And then the last two games are Jags and Dolphins. Yeah, which you know, if they're if they're going to make the playoffs or be in contention, those are going to have to be W's. But that's what I'm saying. Gonna- and and they get to come to Florida in January when it's cool, which is good for them. Right, right. So I, listen, floor and ceiling with this team. This this could be, uh, this could be very. Very wacky. Like the floor could be if their quarterbacks are absolutely terrible and they have no offense, the floor could be five wins. But if something clicks at QB and the defense just plays sound football, I mean, who knows? 10, 11? 
I think you have to have the quarterback play on every single cylinder for them to remotely sniffed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I realistically see nine solid wins on their, on their schedule. Nine for sure. That's After that, it, it depends on if they're splitting or if like, yeah, the Browns screw really up somewhere. I mean, nine wins is a lot. You're not going to be, it's not like they're not going to be a shitty team, but nine wins isn't exactly par- like saying that they have an easy, easy schedule. No, no. I mean, listen, nine wins is a battle, but I mean, then again, that that keeps you alive probably late in the year. So I would, it, I would, it should, but I mean, we—that's the thing. We, it's really hard to tell. You don't know what it's going to look like. Is uh, is Gilmore going to be on this team playing defense for them? Hell no, he's getting traded, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that dude's not playing for them, that's a huge. That's a huge piece of the puzzle right there. Oh. You know, if he's if he's not there at corner on one side of that defense, I mean that's a that's a you know game changing type of missing piece. That's that's like the Vikings not having Daniil Hunter. Very much is. Yep. So I mean that that's a huge deal, something to keep our eye on because you know the the Patriot way has never been paying their guys. No, it's never been that way. And I mean, and he's a top, he's a top tier corner in the league, defensive player of the year type of guy, still in his prime. So that'll be something to watch, obviously. And you know, the the quarterback battle is another another thing to watch. Um, I'm in the realm of thinking similar to you guys. I think that you know they're still a similar team. You know, last year they last year they won. You know what? eight games. I think they're in that eight to nine range again this year. If they are really clicking, you know, double digits is possible. And if they're really terrible because they don't have the quarterback, then they're probably, you know, in the five win range. So we'll see. I I don't expect them to be a playoff team personally, but you know, if you're a Patriots fan, you're probably hoping that you're, you know, in the hunt, so to speak. Yeah, it's an interesting division because you could have three teams that are all tempting to be in the hunt, but yeah. I, it's we a lot. We could look up by week 14, week 15 of this season, and they could be, like you said, they could have three teams that are still, you know, mathematically alive. Yeah. It could. It could it's going to take a lot. This will this will probably end up being the closest division. Mm. Yeah, we're we're talking about three teams that are going to be vying for a wild card or playoff spot it, right it's now. The closest in terms of like the bottom team and the, your second place. I just don't know what that number is going to be. So yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I think it could. You're, you're, I think you might be spot on on that one. Well, speaking of you know the three teams we think might be vying for it, the the final team in the division. Um, as they would say, nobody circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. So circle them wagons. They, the Bills Mafia has already got those wagons circling, like Matt said. I mean, the the team was a, a very good football team last year, a playoff team, got a playoff, got a playoff win last year. You know, uh, I would imagine if you're a Buffalo Bill fan like my old man is. Um, he's circling the wagons. He's ready to jump through some tables. And the expectation, I think, for this team is, you know, like 
AFC championship game, like Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I, th- I think the expectation for this team is like 13, 14 wins. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're probably going to be, you know, expecting to be in a run for that number one seed. I think yeah. the one thing that hurts them, and they're going to be the one team that it does, is they're going to be a team schedule kind of hurts. Oh, yeah, this schedule, they're, they're, bro, they're screwed. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that they're probably one of the more talented teams in the NFL right now, but it's it's a they very, get tested early. They're getting tested early, and they got the, Pittsburgh, Washington, I'm, KC, and Tennessee all in the first six weeks. Yep. I'm getting, Luckily, four uh, of those, three of those are home games. They're yeah, that's a favorable part, but three, I mean, three away to start the season. No, they got back to back. Start the season, they got the three home Chiefs games. And the Titans. No, they don't. Three of their first four games are at home, dude. Yeah, I know. Steelers at home, Dolphins away, Washington at home, yes, Texans at home. You said their first three. Three of their first four, yes. Yeah, That's what the, I said. The real, the real <laughs> test is the back-to-back road. Yeah, yeah Chiefs, Chiefs, and te- Chiefs and Titans. That's that's so, yeah. That's that's, that's, that's going to hurt. That's getting it stuck to you. Well, that's the NFL saying, "Hey, you think you're real? Here you yeah, go. We're gonna put it. We're gonna put you to the test." Now they get the bye week after those two tests. Which helps. It gives them a, a longer after the bye week. But I'll tell you what: after the bye week, they have to come out on a tear. Though they got Miami, Jacksonville, and the Jets. Yep. They got to come out of that bye week, and they got to rip off three in a row if they wanna if they wanna get to where they wanna be. Yeah, they're gonna have to boost that confidence before the Bills game because they got Saints, Patriots after it. Exactly. Yeah, they gotta they gotta come out hot and ready after that bye week. Well, that's right there on that's Halloween. Prime time. Well, their last their last four are easy games, man. Panthers, Patriots, Bill or Falcons and Jets. Like they're yeah, they'll be favorites. Okay. They'll be favorites their last four to end the year. And and you know what? That may be that may be something if they get hot those last four weeks and they win four straight to get into the playoffs. That might be the, exactly what they need. That's the moment. The Bucks game. The Bucks game will be the tell. I think yeah, that week fourteen game in Tampa. Yeah. They win that game, bro. It is get game over. The rest of that season, you can wipe clean. Yeah, I mean, I think their schedule is going to be grueling. It's going to be tough, but they it does also at the same time lend themselves to exactly what we always talk about as the season goes on. If you ride that wave of momentum into the playoffs and you have that, you are probably going to do some damage in the playoffs. Yeah, is uh is Josh Allen an MVP candidate this year? Yeah, uh, I think he'd be if, if he has the same success. I think he becomes a serious contender for MVP. Yeah, I do too. I think it's about time he gets his credit. Yeah, I mean, hey, that 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 kid can play. He he can certainly chuck the tater. There's no there's no doubt he hums the tater. I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. They what threw the ball like 25 straight times against Baltimore. I mean they. They know how to use his skill set. Their defense absolutely flies around the field. I would expect nothing different. I mean, they freaking brought in Greg Rousseau to help rush the passer. Yeah, they brought, they brought in, in talent, Basham to rush the passer. I mean, they're going to just be flying around the field on defense. Lord knows they got plenty of skill and talent on offense with Diggs and Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders and, and whatnot. And the O-line is – is a pretty respectable one. So, I mean, th- if you're looking at a team 
you know, from top to bottom, depth and all that. I mean, they got just about everything you could ask for. I'm telling you, it's got to – I mean, the expectation has to be a 14-15 win season. I mean, that's got to be the expectation walking into this. Yeah, going going for that number one seed to, to make sure that you don't have to go to Arrowhead Stadium to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, yep. I think is the goal of Bill's Mafia. However many tables they got to break, I think that's what they're – that's what they're going for. So they just have their team. So like, like there's a lot of complimentary players. Yeah. And, like, and let's face it. McDermott, McDermott is proven to be one of the best coaches in the NFL. He does not get talked about for the credit he's done and what he's done with Buffalo. And my, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Their receiving core isn't, it's not going to make you shiver, but it's going to make you have to learn because you just don't know what's going to come off of Stefan Diggs, basically. Um, you know, you could have Emmanuel Sanders that does it. Could be Cole Beasley. We've seen great plays. You know, yeah, their, their biggest question mark is tight end. That's I would say that's their biggest question. A hundred percent. But Hollister's not. Yeah, it, but you oh, know what? Dawson Knox the biggest and question, but it, it, It's not like a. It's not as big of a hole as some other teams. You know, who don't have anybody they can rely on. Dawson Knox has enough vertical uh, game in him to get down the seam. As long, what they're going to need them to do is to, they're going to need those guys to be clutch tight end or uh, touchdown guys in the red zone um, if they can't, you know, attack from deep or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. We'll see. And I think that they're, they're capable. And let's face it, Josh Allen's ability to run the ball is a red zone threat. Yeah. I mean, their, their problem is not scoring points. We, we know that. Their problem is stopping people from scoring points. Yeah, they're eventually the defense is going to have to be the ones that step up when it's winning time. And they're, they're oh. a great defense. Um, yeah. They just they got to get to the quarterback faster. Rousseau should help with that. So, um, look, if they can stop people from scoring 26 points a game on them, they're a yeah. lot. They're going to be – yeah, they're going to be a nightmare to handle. So, what's, what's, the, what's our final verdict then on uh, floor and ceiling for these guys? Floor, I would say eleven wins. Floor, uh, and, and those are going to have to be like upsets. No, I think they could. I mean, there's the so floor. They're a playoff team, no matter what. Yeah, no, they're making playoffs. They're winning division. Like, there's no questions about this. And could still win that, but yeah, I, I'm toss up a ten or eleven. I'm pretty sure Alex on that. I think no matter what playoff team. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling I'm you, you minimum that, eleven. I think they're a double-digit team oh, yeah. in terms of wins at worst, and I think the ceiling is whatever it takes to get to the number one seed, whether it's 14 wins, whatever it is. I, that's what I think their ceiling is, is, is the number one seed. So 15 will be tough. Even though I know you have an extra game, so it's one. But Yeah, I mean, fi- 15 and two, I think, locks up a, a number one seed. So we'll uh, – yeah, we'll see. What um, who's gonna be uh, who's gonna be this division's uh, offensive and defensive player of the year? Josh Allen. Not even a question. Josh Allen for offensive player of the year. Yeah, they're not even close. Nobody's gonna even. I, I would agree. So the, the question in, in, that uh, really is, who's gonna be this division's defensive player of the year? Shaq Lawson. I think, I think Shaq Lawson with the Dolphins. Yeah. Today, wait. You think Trey White with the Bills? Unless miraculously, um, Boy State in New England. But nah, I don't think he becomes MVP even if he's there. I think um, 
I think it comes down to somebody in the Bills secondary. So I'm going to actually go with uh, – I'll go with Jordan Poyer at safety just because he was a 100-plus tackle guy and the top the top tackling safety in the league. So I'll, I'll go with him. Maybe if he adds some defensive interceptions or touchdowns, maybe he's, maybe he's the guy. I know none of us picked Gilmore, but is that because we don't think he's going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's going to hurt. It's going to take him a year to reacclimate with whatever team he goes to. All right, so clean sweep for the Bills. We think that they're going to have the offensive and defensive players of the year in that division. So it'll be good. I mean, if you're if you're a Bills fan, obviously you're you're thrilled. You're circling the wagons. You're stoked. If you're a Patriots fan, you're spoiled rotten, but you're you're hopeful that. Uh, it's a quick turnaround. I don't if even feel bad, dude. Game, no, you, you can't even feel bad for Patriots fans because most Patriots fans, if you want to call them that, or the quote-unquote Patriots fans over the last 21 freaking years, don't know what it's like to have to actually fight for something. Yeah, they're they're. So the, it they're spoiled. It's called reality check. Super Bowls. That's you know, they don't they don't know that not winning a Super Bowl every year is is not the way of life. You know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I expect uh, I expect to be uh, a competitive and interesting division all year round. Uh, the quarterback uh, play will be certainly a topic of conversation, especially because you've got potentially, um, you know, oh, you got a rookie with the Jets. You got potentially two rookies starting with the Patriots and the Jets. You got a second year QB uh, in Tua, who's still. You know, uh, a question mark waiting to waiting to be seen, and then you got pro- probably a top five QB in the league on one team. So uh, quarterbacks are always in the spotlight in this division. It'll be no different. Yep, I right. agree. So next uh, next week, as our series continues, we will flip over to the NFC as we do go back and forth, and we will visit the Great Northwest. And we will be out in the NFC West, so the the Seahawks, the 49ers, uh, the Rams, and the Cardinals. If you're of any of those teams, we're going to get into that NFC West uh, division and give our thoughts and opinions on uh, what what could shake out, what the uh, what the realistic expectations should be, what some of the concerns are heading into training camp, and uh, what the division outlook uh, could could appear to be. So uh, for myself and Alex and Matt. It's been another episode of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time, and we'll see you next week.